Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, Legends. Before we get started today, a quick content warning. Um, around the midway point of today's episode, we talk about weight loss, surgery, and body dysmorphia as a whole. Um, they are the focal point for a little bit in there. So please take care when listening. If you have to take breaks, I fully support you. Now, let's get into today's episode with Harvest Du Bois. Welcome to another episode of WA Expose, a podcast about local arts by local artists. As always, I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Noongar Budja. Today's guest started drag in 2013, becoming... Mm, start that again. Today's guest started drag in 2013, now being known for her pastel pink fantasies and obnoxious song choices, with a bevy of competitions under her belt, and most notably the winner of Pop Royalty Season 3. Semi-retired and always tired, it's Harvest is Eternal. I'm thrilled to be talking to Harvest the Boys. How are you today? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing well as well. Thank you so much in your, um, (laughs) when you sent me your bio for including like, Harvest de Bois, pronounced Harvest the the Boys. Literally, the amount of people are Everyone's so just like, oh, Harvest Dubois. And I'm like, Dubois? Yeah, I'm like, I don't have the heart to like, you know, <laughs> correct people enough. Because I'm like, I they're not from it. my scene. It's like when people are talking about me in like Sydney and Melbourne, they're like, oh, Harvest Dubois, I'm perfect. She's so pretty. I'm like, Dubois. <laughs> but- like, I am so pretty, but you're incorrect. <laughs> just in general. Not about how gorgeous I am, but you're incorrect about my name. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard it pronounced a few different ways too. So I was like, thank you so much for putting that in there. Yeah, I, I think that. my favorite is Dubios. Dubaios? I, yeah, I think it was, we'll, we'll probably eventually get into it, but um, Proud Awards, the first one, when mm. Dean was giving out the awards and I got my, you know, Best New Talent Award and it's, it's spelt Dubaios. And I'm like, Dubai. oh, we didn't proofread these, did we? <laughs> That's fine. And then um, on my actual table card as well was Harvest Dubious. Dubious. So I was, you know, three three separate <laughs> names on one single night. Not even bad. Yeah, I was like, Harvest so. Dubious isn't too bad. Harvest Dubious mm. is just like, Harvest creeping around, yeah. come get your stuff, which yeah, is also like, matches Harvest the Boys as well. Yeah. <laughs> as well. Do you prefer like the boys or oh, it's duh? Ju- it's just like duh. So yeah, I duh think um, <laughs> yeah. like kind of like the the origins of it was in my hometown where I grew up, there was the Du Bois family. No idea if it was somehow lost in translation <laughs> over the years, but it was spelt like Du Bois, but it was always, you know, it was this kid in my class, his name was Nelson. So it was like Nelson Du Bois. And I was, when I started, you know, jambling around stuff and thinking of names. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm like, oh, Harvest, Harvest Du Bois, Harvest Du Bois. I'm like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and this it's, works. Yeah. it's like, you know, a mixture of things. The origin of my name is like jumbled of multiple things and characters. So between like a can of Bray steak that the brand is Harvest, but then also there's like this hippie character from these really obscure games back in the day called at the Outlaw series. Cool. And there was like this hippie girl called Harvest. And like, she's really hippie-dippie and fun, but she also 
like beats the shit out of people if you're not hippy dippy yeah. and fun as well. <laughs> and it was kind of just like, I'm like, I love that. I'm like, such a cute name for like this girl with like cute little blonde pigtails that's beating the shit out of people. That's great. That's yeah. so funny. Um, we've already started to dive right into it, but my official question uh, is why drag? Oh, well, I've always had like an interest in drag. So growing up, my mum was very, very, my mum's not queer, but she's very, very queer coded. So mm. Flamboyant. Yeah, very flamboyant, yeah. very, you know, she loves David, she loves Iggy Pop, mm. um, like Rocky Horror Picture Show is like her favourite movie and as soon as, you know, I could understand the world of all that straight into it, like you're watching this with me, you're watching this, you're watching Dogs <laughs> in Space, like so much like pop culture just bred into me as a child where I was like, this is amazing, I love this world and then it was never like a, oh, I want to do that, it was just something that I always enjoyed watching mm -hmm. and loving and... Yeah, just loving it so much. And I remember, I think it was 2000 and obviously 2013 is when I started drag. Um, they were doing a birthday show at Connections. And I think it was the first time I'd ever mm. seen drag in person. I'd seen Drag Race and, you know, Priscilla and everything. I'd seen it all on the yeah. screen. Mm -hmm. But seeing this birthday show at Connections in 2013, and I think it was Barbecue, uh, Dean... <laughs> Ruby Jules, Sheila Mann, Hannah Condor, and Veronica Jean Jones. Mm, great lineup. And it was just this fabulous birthday show. I think oh, I want to maybe the thirty seventh birthday. I don't know. I can't oh, remember. You don't have to know. Oh my yeah. gosh! I imagine you'd be like, I know exactly yeah, like, all of the dates. Well, the fact that I could, I could tell you all the numbers and all the girls that are in the show, but I'm like, don't know what year. Seems yeah, more yeah. <laughs> important to me than having to like a list of being like. And I know that Connections was celebrating their. Sorry, Connections, you're great, but I'm sorry, we just we forget. Yeah, we're just like you know when you've been on the scene long enough, you're like it's their birthday again. <laughs> you're like, what year? Every year. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I saw this, it was, they were doing the final number and it was Work Bitch by Britney. And I was just infatuated. Like, oh my God, I need to do this. It mm. looks so fun. It looks amazing. And that pretty much just started it all from there where as soon as I saw it in person, I was like, I need to do this because ah. these, these girls are having the time of their life and it looks amazing. And it was pretty much just like a, you know, rest is history kind of thing. <laughs> was there a particular yeah. character on stage that night or that you'd seen previously in your screen or magazines that you were like, that's who I need Harvest to be? Well, I so I started doing, like, dabbling into it when kind of like season six was premiering and I was obsessed with Adore, loved yeah. Adore. This is of uh, yeah. RuPaul's Drag I don't know yeah. why I have to yeah. clarify <laughs> this for people. RuPaul's Drag Race, the US series, yep. yeah. So I think like, I started when season six was premiering and then – Kind of like as that happened, I started delving into a couple of like YouTube and stuff. So mm -hmm. like Gia Gunn was like the one that I was watching her performances on YouTube and it started sparing off into a YouTube channel called Neverland. Oh. And it had like, this is all early days, Trixie yeah. Mattel, Shea Coulee, Kim Chi. Um, who else was in it? I think it was Madeline Hatters on it. Like big, big, just like event in... um. Chicago. Yeah. And YT I saw, originals. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Pearl was on it as well. Mm. I can't forget about Pearl. Um, but Trixie, and I saw these, these like Trixie, and like she's rough because it's back in the day. <laughs> like it's, it's back, yeah, 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 it's like back <laughs> rough, rough Trixie. But like I was like, this, this girl's amazing. Love mm. her. And then literally following year on Drag Race, I was like, oh my God. So I was Trixie Stan from like before she was even on Drag Race. And then I started like delving into, I want to look like Trixie because I love her. And then when I look back and I was like, oh, I look a bit rough as well. 
<laughs> Those are the rules. Those yeah. are the rules. Uh, were you under the drag delusion, which I think everybody has to be under, of just like, I'm that one. Oh, literally. I'm I was the one. Yeah. The one. My mm-hmm. favorite is me thinking I'm amazing and then turning to the side and my wig is literally covering half of my eyeliner. <laughs> like it's literally like complete square cut off. You don't like, have any ears? No ears. <laughs> No, the, no, the no they just like, just like, yeah, oh. everything's just glued. No, like, <laughs> I thought you meant like you we pulled the wig so far forward oh, no. you'd covered both of your ears. No. Like, that is a beat. Like my makeup's that far out <laughs> that it's like in my hairline. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Do you remember your first show or your first Oh, numbers? yeah. So my first show was um, Drag Factory. So 2013, I was painted by my lovely drag mom. Is Alistair, also known as Cody Pendant, who was the winner of Pop Royalty Season 2, mm. who I believe is also semi-retired. I love Miss Cody, but I don't get to see her any much. But she painted me and I did Prima Donna Girl in this horrible, like, leather-studded thing from eBay. <laughs> Hideous. Um, and I did Love Fool by the Cardigans in another, nice. like, black sequin dress from eBay. But I wore the same pink wig that was, like, full fringe bang from Rockstar We love Wigs. a bang. That's yeah. what it should be. Oh, yeah. What is it? What does Willem say? It's like long bang, heavy powder, head down, no spook. A hundred percent. And I mean, we have like, I was, I think I mentioned it briefly in the intro, but you have done your fair share of competitions and then some. What made you want to compete? Uh, I think it was kind of almost like a peer pressure thing. Oh, so, no, <laughs> yeah, no. Well, it was like, it was more of a like, when I started drag, it was like so many girls were just like starting. So mm-hmm. it was like, Week after week, there was a new girl at Drag Factory. So it was like, it was me, it was Prism, there was mm. Moesha. Mm-hmm. And then like Faye and Alexis were, they've been on the scene for about, I think like two years, but yep. they were still regularly performing at Drag Factory. And then there was Anaphylaxis as well. Like there was mm. just this big group of girls who were somewhat new, but then also had been doing it on and off dabbling over a couple of years. And then, you know. Finding feet. Yeah, yeah, finding feet. And then when Crown of the Court came around, it was just like a, hey, we're doing this. And it was like, everyone else is doing it. I might as well do it. <laughs> and yeah, so it was amazing. Loved it. Um, every single week was obviously like a different thing. And it was kind of, this was like when they were doing eliminations and stuff. So it, mm. it was very, very stressful where, yeah. you know, you didn't want to go home first. <laughs> Especially like so many of us being so green. Mm. It was you know, we're like, oh God, we're going to go. Yeah. But also like being so green and like being in this art form that you're like, I love this and it makes me feel whole. It's very difficult not to take like any slight, like even the most constructive criticism when you're brand new. I'm saying this from experience. Clearly I was an utter crybaby and a bitch. Um, but like anytime someone's like, I think that maybe you could, you're like, no, <laughs> you've scorned me. Oh, I'm going to run away into, the, oh, into a den. I remember the first week um, I had this wig that was given to me by Delvira Midnight, mm. um, which used to be Val Nourished's. And I wore oh. this wig and Val Nourished was judging. And literally as soon as she got to me judging, looked at me, she's like, that wig, burn it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like she so she funny. knew she knew the history of it. She's like, get rid of it. That wig is it. cursed. I don't. Yeah, want to and I was like, every drag three months, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this is everything I have is hand me downs and gifts. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, I think I was wearing an Adventure Time dress as well. Like, oh my gosh, black milk, <laughs> black, black milk. milk. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> they're still a company. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, James from Black Milk. Um, anyway. Uh, I don't think he works there anymore. That was a dated reference. I'm very sorry for everyone who had to listen to that. I'll cut that. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so the first time doing competition versus like you winning, 
Yeah. Very, very like quick turnaround. What was the experience well, like? Well, so obviously we did um, season one of Pop Royalty where mm-hmm. I came runner up um, next to Amanda Love, who's amazing, mm. amazing performer and just embodies. She wears ugly shoes. Love you, Mandy, but you always wear <laughs> ugly shoes. Um, That's the brand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like amazing performer, just embodies the stage. And it was like, she was the most seasoned of us. It was very much season one of Pop Royalty was all the green girls and Mandy. <laughs> like, because it was like, she was new to the perf scene. So yeah. she kind of got lumped in with the girl. Minus Delvira. So I know, I know Delvira was meant to be originally in group two with the girls. Um... And then it kind of like the dates kind of got swapped up. So I think she got swapped in for Prism. So I think Prism ended mm. up in the group two. Yeah. And Delvira ended up in group one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I don't that's, I mean, remember, that's just like the teething issues of a new competition. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, you know, it's like, well, we've got to, we've got to have an even amount of girls and yada, yeah, yada, because totally. we're doing, you know, group numbers and such. Um, yeah. So obviously Mandy won. She deserved it. She was amazing. Okay. Runner up. Loved her. I want a TV that had a DVD player in it. No idea what that TV is anymore. Wait, but, like one of those ones where the yeah, DVD player yeah, is in the yeah, side? Yeah, in the side. That's so like, good. I literally, oh. when you get dragged nightclub competition, what's going to be useful to you? A TV with a DVD player. <laughs> I was like, look, camp, I think I might have sold it. I don't know. <laughs> Bought something else. But um, yeah, when uh, season three of Pop Royalty came around, it was just so, so much excitement because obviously mm. it was like, okay, this is literally like two, three years later from the first one yeah. where I'm like, I actually, you know, have a name for myself. I have a lot of costuming. I've got a good job. Like I can actually, <laughs> you know, get I to get have in. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I have stuff and I can do this. And yeah, so we like signed up and it was me. Um, so obviously Harvest, Luna C, Prism, Anaphylaxis, Donna Kebab, and oh, I'm missing Babu. And I think that was all of it. Is that six? I think that was six. Do it again. So Anna. Mm-hmm. Anna, Prism, Harvest, Luna, Babu, Donna. That's six. Yeah, that's six. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that was all of us. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was amazing. Good fun. Um, Week two was biggest flop. Everyone could talk about it. I was like, I had to edit my own music. And oh my God, the the editing of Work Bitch that I did was not good. So you brought back a number that you had fallen in love with in 2013 as like the connections, like birthday finale. (laughs) Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to rock it. I'm going to put it in Apple GarageBand. Oh, Oh, wasn't even, I I tried Audacity. (laughs) Wasn't even GarageBand. We're recording on Audacity (laughs) right now. I will vouch for Audacity because it's free. I didn't realize that you could like zoom in and like actually like no <laughs> so i'm just like 30 seconds of gone. silence <laughs> yeah i'm like delete gone <laughs> and so it was literally just i think it was like the you know it's like you better it's like it goes from like you better work bitch instead of like you better hold your head high <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so bad it's really really bad how do you even keep up with that when you're on stage just like going from mouthing one thing to just like having to lip sync something yeah. completely different look I, I, I did it it was fine but I remember I walked backstage and Alexis just looked at me and she's like if you ever need a work bitch um, remix just call me I've got plenty She's like, I've done, you know, I've done plenty of fucking bridesmaids, fucking mm-hmm. hen, hen show, whatever, you know, I've got plenty. I'm like, Ooh. Thank <laughs> so you. yeah, I think it was after week two. I was like, oh my God, there's no way I'm winning this. I flopped this so bad. <laughs> but yeah, all the other weeks, um, what was it? My, um, like the celebrity impersonation week, I did Lady Gaga and I did really good bad romance number. I remember I got like, um, Dean gave me like, she was like, you know, if you do, constantly do stuff like that you're going to be one of the top bitches in Perth 
for years to come. And I was like, like just so, so, yeah, I was like so warm hearted. Mm. I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Um, And then like we did like group numbers. I did anaphylaxis and like our, what was it? Our criteria was, you know, iconic duos or like Mm. iconic groups. And me and Anna did like, um, you know, Anyeda and Frida from ABBA. Yeah, so we did our full Waterloo, like very fun. And as, as as horrible as it is, all the malfunctions that happened made, made it, it so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Anna's pants literally fell down. That's like to her, to her knees, white bell bottom flare pants. She didn't even know. She I don't How? even think she knew. Well, you know, we're wearing that many tights and stuff. You don't you really feel can't. if stuff shifts. <laughs> and it's kind of like we're just doing like and she's her pants are just on the floor. And I'm like, you know, going back to her, I was like, Actually, very kind. Not tripping is probably the most iconic thing of the end of that whole moment. The oh fact yeah, that you don't then stumble. You keep get, keeping up with the choreography. Very, very good. Very, yeah. very good. Oh, I loved it. Costumes are <laughs> literally from a costume shop. That's so good. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> um, okay, and then you continue to compete. You continue to like to place and to do really well in the scene. Um, how would you compare where Harvest sort of began in her journey to the Harvest of today? harvest of today the crops this <laughs> yeah, year look wonderful like, is it a dry or a wet harvest um <laughs> i know nothing about farming <laughs> <laughs> i can't keep up with this bit i'm like oh i could keep going i'm from farmland i'm like that's what my dad does okay so do 20 <laughs> yeah. minutes on harvesting <laughs> um obviously so i've really like helped find myself and mm. like my look because obviously back in the day trixie Massive yes. eyeliner, pink, pink, bubblegum fantasy, mm. which I'm still very pink, pink, bubblegum fantasy, but no. I'm a bit more, much more muted with my makeup. I love my nudes. Mm. I love just like lashes, just being like really, really sculpted and really, really high end, but then also exceptionally very, very feminine ah, at the same time. Yeah. So it's just like gorgeous. But then everything else is so jewels, big hair, yep. pink costume, like massive shoes all over it so it's kind of like obviously like finding myself and my look but then also staying true to my nature of what music I do because I remember like I think my second drag factory I did a song called The Wizard of Oz by a band called Toy Box and I don't what know if anyone knows reference. so Toy Box wow. they're very do you know Toy Box? Yes. Yeah so I did that um and so many people were like what the fuck was that? That is what the fuck but that's yeah. a really cool thing to bring yeah. to the just, court. Yeah it's like you know it's like I could do Aqua you know I could mm. do Venga Boys but I'm like no I'm gonna go yeah. left to center I'm gonna do Toy Box. <laughs> yeah but it's also like that song has references in it that the queer community do know yeah being oh, I and mean, if they don't know they have to be cancelled because it's Wizard of Oz. Like. Yeah well it's a bit seedy though because yeah, it's kind it of is. like obviously like the 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 wizard characters talking about you know Come to my, come to me. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit. Not, it's a bit. It's <laughs> not. It's not a fun time. But yeah. Neither is the Wizard of yeah. Oz. Like the references that are in there are like drug-addled fantasies and all of this different stuff. There. I'm sorry. I might want. I'm not trying to ruin Wizard of Oz for anyone. But there's like all of this stuff that people. Have, it's why there's so many remakes of different elements of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what, what was it? Return to Oz with um Fruza Volk though. Oh, I love her. Fruza Volk. She's so adorable, and I love her. It's the only reason I watch that movie. Return to Oz. The only, <laughs> only just reason. Like skip Literally, just just to look at little Fruza because she's um you know who Fruza Volk is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's like just you know seeing young little Nancy from the craft, like just seeing her as this little it's girl, yeah. like just literally terrified by like robot things on wheels and like. That movie's wild. That if you've never seen it, watch I that movie. I don't know if I enjoy that. Oh, the, the beheaded like no. hallways and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's. I, don't I wouldn't call it a kids movie. No, mm. I think that like it really. 
Is it more like the original writing? Yes. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Does that mean I enjoy it more? No. no. It's like, it's def- Absolutely not. Yeah, it's definitely in the same world of, you know, like labyrinth or never-ending story yeah. where it's a bit like it's a bit more eerie and creepy, but then I'd say it's leaning towards like Pan's Labyrinth or it's like <laughs> you still all you got it, your puppeteer and your fantasy, but then it's also incredibly creepy, eerie. Yes. Ick. Yeah, this is no longer necessarily a dream. You've got to figure that out for yourself, yeah. vibes. Um, this is not a movie podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. Because, no, no. Okay, okay, cool. What movie do you want to talk about now? No. <laughs> I want to talk about the movie of Harvest the Boys right yeah. now. Um, so you did mention that you have been in semi-retirement. Is that something you're okay talking about? We yeah. don't have to. Um, so pretty much, uh, in 2016, obviously you can kind of see like with my credentials, everything just like drops. Mm. My sister passed away in late 2016. So it was October. Um, so it's actually coming up to our anniversary soon. And that kind of just sent me into a spiral of, mm. you know, like depression and self-doubt. And it was, it was yeah. very, a very, very difficult time. And it's still, you know, I don't say it haunts me. I miss her like crazy. It's my, yes. you know, it's my family. It's my sister, but it kind of like. Got to the point where I was trying to do drag and I was really trying to do it because I'm like, this this art form makes me love everything. But then I was getting to the point where I was like, I can't be fucked. Mm. I'd get to the club and I'd be amazing. And then like one drunk person would just be that little bit too annoying. Right. And I'm just like, and and it's like, you know, I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm meant to be here making other people feel good when I don't feel good about myself. Yeah. So I'm like, I pretty much was just like, nah, done. Just got to drop it. And then as that kind of happened, dropping shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Very, very like great metaphor turned into real life. Flick the water bottle off the counter. Literally. Um, So obviously like as that happened and then, you know, with depression comes, what is it? Um, Coping mechanisms. Totally. And I started to eat Mm. and I started to gain weight. And then I've had this issue in my feet since in high school, which is called Morton's Neuroma. So it's like a nerve issue where your bones rub against your nerves and it almost forms like cartilage and scar tissue on your nerve. So as your feet get inflamed, there's no room for it to be inflamed. So your bones are like pinching the nerves in your feet. And I've had this since I was in high school. Um, I blame myself for wearing, you know, size nine converts when I'm a size 13 girl. I do love that yeah. you're like for the converse, it's not for the heels. Yeah, I blame myself for the connies. the converse. Connies run small. Yeah, small and thin. Thin. If you've got wide feet, do mm-hmm. not go. I'm like, as much as I sit there, I'm like, oh my God, cute shoes. I'm like, get good pair of sneakers. Yeah. Good pair of sneakers. I wear Brooks. Amazing. Comfortable. Like, literally. <laughs> go, yeah, Brooks. Brooks. <laughs> literally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, full blown. If something is uncomfortable mm. and you know it is, don't don't risk it for the fashion because, you know, I had to go get surgery. Like, Shit. yeah, so I've I've literally been in recoverment, recoverment, yeah, that's <laughs> recovery a for the last since May. Wow. So I finally opted to get the surgery because it was just getting to the point where I physically couldn't do anything. Mm. I was putting on so much weight to the point where I'm like, I'm in pain for being bigger Mm. but then also I physically can't exercise because of this ailment in my feet yeah I could the only exercise I could do was swimming but then because I was so underweight overweight I I got up to 132 kilos Mm -hmm. so it was like 
you know, oh, the only exercise I can do is swimming. 132 person, kilo person can't swim that well. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. it was. Plus you've got to get over all the demons in your head that tell you that you're worthy of even like getting to oh, the pool in the first place. Exactly. I'm like, I hated it. You know, I was like, I don't want to go there. I'm like, everyone yeah. else, I'm like, I don't want to take a shot. I'm like, I want to, I felt like, like a little kid where I'm like, I have to wear a rashy. I have to wear a rashy. Like, yeah. I, you know, it was, it was really like. I wouldn't say like traumatizing, but you know, my self-esteem was already in the toilet. Yeah. And then let alone like trying to think, you know, oh, I'm good enough to make myself feel better. Mm. So it was just horrible. But it takes a big step to like go, I'm worthy of putting the work into myself when you're already in such a dark place. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it was just, it was not a fun time. And then pretty much decided you know, I'm like, I have to go get this surgery. I, I tried orthopedics. Mm-hmm. I've done all like, you know, acupuncture. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And orthopedics and, you know, remedial massages and everything. Like, yeah. went and saw an actual podiatrist. Because I, I went and saw people for years about it. And they're like, mm. oh, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. Until I actually went and, you know, saw a foot person. <laughs> and they literally did an ultrasound within a week. They're like, yeah, you've got this. Every other GP, they're like, so nah. it had gone undiagnosed. Yeah, you were just like, my yeah, feet I, are in screaming pain, but I don't know how to identify yeah. what's wrong with them. Far yeah, out. literally, I didn't get I like diagnosed until I was like twenty three. I Damn. think, and I'd been dealing with this since I was in year nine in high school. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like, and every yeah, every single GP. Granted, I, I wasn't very well off growing up, so it was like you know, we yeah. went to the local GP. Uh-huh. Can't afford to go to a podiatrist. Yeah, and you know, he was just like nothing's wrong. I can't feel anything. Yeah. Like, so as soon as I got diagnosed, it was just like, all right, we'll try everything. Surgery's last, mm-hmm. last hurrah. And then it got to the point where, all right, let's do it. Let's get the surgery. Um, and yeah, it's been great ever since. Obviously I haven't stepped into heels or anything yet, mm. but obviously I'm on a weight loss journey. I've lost like 20 kilos. Um, being out of like work and not feel like, <laughs> You know, I think that the, the weirdest thing that I put into is like, you know, the fact I can take a jacket off in a car comfortably now is like lovely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, like there are different things that people need to like fit to feel comfortable with them within themselves. And like, if this is like, that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. It shouldn't be like, like shut on for that needing to be like your your journey, your story. That's awesome that yeah. you're like, now you're not living with this incredible foot pain. Like yeah. that's a huge, like that's a huge thing because we use our feet a lot, all the time, yeah. every day. Oh, and it was like, I love the girls that come to that, you know, oh, all our feet hurt. I'm like, but mine are different. Yeah. I'm like, it's not just um, ache. It's my like, my bones are trying to get out of me. Yeah, literally. It's like, it's just a They bit don't want to be inside of my body anymore. Yeah, it's like, I have to sit down. I have to, like, I, I, I remember, like, because I would 
buy those tights that have the hole in the bottom. Yes. So I'll take my shoe off and <laughs> flip less. my toes out yeah. and then like crack and pull oh. and like spread and try and like make as much space. Because mm. obviously like between the shoes, it's like three pairs of tights. It's like, let alone yeah. inflammation. It's just like crushing, destroying my foot. Totally. So it's like just agony all the time. Mm. I was just between, you know, the mental and then the physical pain. It was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, lack of. And just, especially like, I mean, tell me that I'm wrong, obviously. I um, have not lived your experience. But like taking on drag again would be a huge another step because it is something that is so incredibly physically demanding. It yeah. is uncomfortable. Alaska told us a whole bunch and all stuff too that's very uncomfortable. And um, it's also something that is perceived incredibly physically. It's all, well, not all about the look but a big percentage of like creating the character is about like what you put on and what you wear and how you look physically to other people. Um, so it's be a huge thing to get back into after like after this break. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I've always been like very confident in myself when I'm in drag because mm-hmm. obviously I'm like, and you're like, stunning. You're yeah, fucking gorgeous. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm pretty. Yeah. There's, there's nobody like stunning. Absolutely stunning. <laughs> uh, so it's like, it's not that daunting. I think it's just more of a, I need to make sure I'm getting back into it for the right reasons. Totally. So I think it's like, I want to look at it. I'm like, I want it to be a hobby. I want to be like, oh, where I'm like, you mm-hmm. know, I remember there was a girl back on the set. I don't know if she's still, I was talking to her, uh, Louise Vuitton, mm. where she, stunning, like, stunning girl, um, always like really expensive and stuff. And, you know, she would only come out for events and stuff, but it was yeah. just like, you know, oh, Louise is out. And it's almost like, I want it to be something like that. Where it's oh, like, like you know, a special treat. Yeah. Just like a little yeah. treat, like once a month, mm. new look, new hair, whatever. Just treat myself to like a new outfit or a new hair, like once a month. Yeah. And, you know, just come out and have fun rather than as much as I'd like want to get back into, you know, doing room theater and door mm. and stuff. It's just more of a, I live so far out now. Yep. I live in Wellard. It's like, <laughs> I'm not catching that train and I also don't drive. So it's just like, it's just not a possibility of doing it as a consistent work. However, as you know, a monthly treat to yeah. myself. It's like, I had a good month. I'm going to do drag. I love the fact that you're saying it, like calling it a treat to yourself as yeah. well. Like, because like, as you talked about, it was the thing that you tried to keep doing after your sister's passing because you knew it would make you feel good, but then it stopped making you feel good. So it's like I need to get back into it and feel only when it's going to serve me. And then, like, yeah, it'll serve other people because you'll be hot and that'll be that'll serve them. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> let, let's serve you first. Yeah, serve the children. Yeah. <laughs> serve me. I am the child. I am yeah. baby. <laughs> um, we're going to go to a super quick break and when we come back we'll talk about the industry as a whole. We're back. I'm still adoring. I wish I could talk whenever I press play. Wouldn't it be good if the podcaster could speak words? <laughs> I'm still joined with Harvest Du Bois. And um, before, no, during break, I think we missed the funniest line that you've said all day. Not to like say that anything you haven't said hasn't been funny or awesome or brilliant. But when you said, oh, if it comes out of my mouth, it's supposed to come out of my mouth. I meant it. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. I've bastardized that quote. It was so good. What did you say? I was just like, um... You know, if something comes out of my mouth, it was meant to come out yeah, of my mouth. It was my brain to, thought of it. My brain thought of know, it. It's supposed to be done. Yeah, I'm not going to backtrack. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I didn't mean to say that. It's like, no, I did. I my did. brain, my brain thought it. Absolutely know? brilliant. And on that, I think this is like the perfect segue to talk about the local art scene. Um, as somebody who has experienced it, like from a way earlier conception than me, I was at university when you started drag. So like, like 
absolutely brilliant time for me because I got to like just watch things and just be like, oh, pretty shiny, nice. Um, so the art scene in like when you were beginning in Perth, what was that like? Uh, it was a little bit rough, but it was mm-hmm. also like incredibly humbling. So obviously like when I started, it was almost like that segue in the middle of the older, the older crew. So obviously it was Barbie, Val, Champagne, um, Glamourpuss and mm. like Dean yeah. and like, you know, the girls that have been around for a while, Sheila, um, been around for a while, but then also a bunch of the the newer girls. So obviously we had like Hannah, Hannah Ruby, VJ, who had been doing it for a few years. Mm. And then, so they were obviously like the the drag factory um, yeah. runners. Were there or, a lot of like mid? Yeah, mid, well, obviously I'm like. Not mid, it's in mid performance. I just mean middle career. Yeah, so I would so say like, yeah, like Anna, yeah. Faye and Alexis that are obviously been doing it for a few years mm. as well. I think like one to two. It wasn't that much. Yeah, so it's like a lot of like incredibly established yeah. and like quite brand new. Because two years to me is still like sparkly new. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think it was almost like I don't know if there was like some girls that kind of just disappeared or mm. left. Oh, there was you know there's a couple of girls who were obviously in the middle there. So I'd like Venomous, um, like Tarified. Yeah, and course. Karen Clutch yep. as well was one of them. Um, who just kind of in like that middle bit who kind of did it for a few years. Venny, I'd say did it for quite a bit longer. Um. But it kind of dropped off. And I think I, it was just like that, that because obviously Drag Race, I think, started in 2009. And yes. then it got yeah, yes. popular, you know, around 2012, 2013, mm. 2000. So it's kind of like, I feel like it was that between obviously the early career girls and then the Drag Race, the girls that are all starting while Drag Race is getting popular yes, and coming of through. Course. Yeah, yeah. So it was like this really nice middle point, obviously, because we got to mingle with all of the seasoned girls. Mm. And, you know, I've, I've always been very, very humble, pay respects to like uh-huh. the people that paved us for us. You know, without totally. those people, we wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. And what without we do. those people, like shows like Drag Race that we all enjoy don't exist. I- exactly. <laughs> the the pre like, and the post are there, for, like, yeah, there for a reason. Exactly. And it's the fact that like a lot of these girls are still going is mm. like, amazing and it's like I've got to grow through and see so many people rise up but then also so many people quit and leave yeah. but it's a, so obviously like early days like being between the two different demographics of drag was amazing but then also doing drag factory like I th- drag factory was the only kind of open mic night I always call it open, open mic, mic night, night. I love I that. Like, no I love that yeah. that's the best description I think I've heard yeah, but that's like, so everyone's good. just like you know oh baby drag night I'm like open <laughs> mic night I'm like yeah. you just go and you do what you want you know with a four minute limit um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was like back in the day if it was over four minutes you used to get cut like cut, literally really? you used to just turn off the music no. yeah yeah they're like done yep yeah. <laughs> 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 this will sound really cunty, but I should start doing that with some of my guests who ramble and be like, and we're done. <laughs> Cut for to me 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> See if I actually do yeah, it. Yeah. Just at the end of this podcast, instead of like saying goodbye, I'm just going to turn yeah, just, it off. It just fades out. And, 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 and. <laughs> theme music. <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously like Drag Factory, um, upstairs the change room literally was like this rundown toilet urinal like it was it was awful if you ever saw the upstairs of like the court back in the day like our dressing room because obviously the beer garden was getting renovated so we had the downstairs like the r&b room with the tiny little stage that was you know and we used to get ready in this awful toilet upstairs um and everyone's shit was just everywhere it's like if you got there early you got you got a bench space you got (laughs) not even a bench you got you got one of the 
No, it is a bench. The bench is like a, a seat and a table thing. So you got like the bench seat to put your lovely suitcase <laughs> so you can actually access your stuff. But if you got there late, no, you were sequestered to like around the corner in the shower or literally in a toilet cubicle. That's where that's your getting ready era mm-hmm. because you were late. You don't get the good bit. You don't. You, you have to stand near the urinal or in the shower or in the toilet. Mm. You don't get a bench. Yeah, people say yeah. that it's like, no, no, it's important to be on time because it's important that for professional reasons. No, it's important to be on time because otherwise you have to get ready in the toilet. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Um, so, like, obviously Drag Factory, big thing. And then, um, oh, Dragathon. I was like, what is it called? I'm like, Drag- no, Dragathon, um, when Barbie Light started Dragathon. Because mm. obviously Barbie has helped so many of us get... Um, on with our careers, like giving us so many opportunities mm. between like pop. So obviously pop Thursdays used to be so massive and like it was, it was the place to be. Yeah. But then it got to the point where there was no girls that weren't working pop. <laughs> so it was literally like, uh, you can't go out and mingle with the drag queens cause they're all behind the bar. <laughs> so it was getting to like that point. So obviously when like Dragathon kind of came around. Bobby was too good yeah, at like yeah, making mean, queens successful. Yeah. Literally it's like everyone was hired. So That's no so one was funny. like free to do anything. <laughs> so it's like when Dragathon came out, it was kind of like a, oh, we're starting to like bring it up again. So a lot of these girls that, you know, would be on pop would do like the the 7 p.m. star where we're getting ready for being gay and like getting everything ready and then we're finishing <laughs> getting it. Getting ready for being gay is the Yeah, oh, what, what is it called? It's a balls up. No, no. No, getting ready for being gay because then it's like before that you're not gay and after that you're not gay but we're getting ready for being gay now. Yeah, getting ready for being gay. Um, <laughs> and then like we'll be you finishing. You mean bingo? Is that what you mean? Yeah, so it used to be called bingo. Oh. Yeah, so like bingo at. So, so I thought you were saying being, being gay, gay <laughs> as if like, oh, we're getting ready, ready to be, be gay. gay. And it's like, what, just for 45 minutes? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> You mean bingo. Okay, yeah. 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 yeah so Sorry, I'm back now. Yes. <laughs> I know what that is. Yeah, so, yeah, bingo. Um, and, like, the girls would finish, you know, at, like, 10, and then we would go do a costume change, and mm. then we could do Dragathon. Yeah. So it was, like, it was almost, like, a such a desirable thing to do the early shift because you would get ready, and then you would finish and get ready, and then you could perform. So it's, like, not only am I actually getting paid yeah. to be in drag, I get to go well a fun number and possibly also win some money. Yeah. And that obviously brought in a lot of the girls um, who only specifically did drag factory and stuff because the difference between like a Wednesday and a Thursday, especially for like uni people and stuff, mm. there's always, you know, certain things where I'm like, I'm free on a Wednesday only or this yeah. or that. And like, and, so, and drag factory was always earlier. Mm. Like drag factory, I think it was like eight and 9 PM used to be. I think it's much later now, yeah. but I think it was literally it basically on Thursday morning now. Pretty much. <laughs> like, I, I see the stories on Instagram and it's like second round, 11 50 yeah, PM. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm like, Miss Theo, I used to be done by nine 30. Like, <laughs> I still am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, um, Obviously, yeah, Drag Factory was always earlier, but then when Dragathon came around, it was, like, really fun because it was, like, you do the two rounds of Dragathon and then the 1 1 a.m. show. So it was, like, this full night of drag. So drag queen barmaids, then you do the bingo with the drag queen um, host, and then the Dragathon, and then the 1 a.m. pop show. So it was, like, it almost, like, alleviated pop again to be, like, really, like, Thursdays are really fun at Connie's because Mm. it's, like, there's so much going on, there's so much drag. And then, yeah, so... Dragathon started and then we did like, you know, pop. I can't remember if pop royalty came before or after Dragathon. I want to say Dragathon Their timeline was, is so circle. Yeah, I do not know. Yeah, I do not know. But I know that, yeah, early days, it was amazing. I loved it. Mm. And um, yeah, just getting to like whirl and do fun stuff. Like 
What I've always time. loved about like nights like that too is that it caters to a wide crowd of people as well. Like, yes, we love the moment of being like, we are out super late. It is Wednesday night. Why are we here? We are fueled by like blood, sweat and screaming for Queens. It is fantastic. Um, but also like the idea of being like, and sometimes we want to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's cool too. Yeah. Literally, it's like, you're just like, you want to do that and you're like, I'm just going to have a little a little nap. Because I just want to sit down now and that would, and I'll play a game. I'll play a game of bingo. It'll be fantastic. Yeah. But I just want to sit down. Yeah. I just, just want to sit down. <laughs> that's that's the beauty of um the couches at Connections. <laughs> it really have a, like, is. A relaxing time. I remember um one time I was really, really drunk and I went and fell asleep in a toilet store. And when I came back, my friends were still on the couches. That's great. I don't know how long I was gone for, but... <laughs> You know, I woke up, I was like, oh. Just a casual 45-minute Yeah, nap. just a little kip in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I mean, how would you describe the current scene? I'm not that well-versed in it. Um, yeah. I have because obviously, like, between working, living far out, and then... Everything else we talked about, yeah. Everything we talked about, I don't get to go out as much. Um, From what I've seen online, like, I love a lot of the the new age, the new wave. (laughs) The new new wave of girls. (laughs) Um, I love, like, what they're doing, a lot of the looks. And, like, it's obviously, like, a... Everyone's, like, really different. Because, obviously, Mm. between, you know, us, it was, like, a lot of us were finding our feet and stuff. But it's... I feel like everyone's gotten past the drag race craze where we all have to look like a drag race girl or this Ooh, or that. Yes, so yeah. it's almost like everyone's kind of just like doing their own thing yeah. and having looks and like, and I've got to meet a couple of them, like, um, like Rhonda, I've met, I mm. love Serenity. Yes. Um, Denise is amazing. I'm trying to think, you know, then there's like people who are like really find it like Contra. Yes. So like I'm back in the day, Brenda, <laughs> Brenda <laughs> Rousey. Um, <laughs> um, so obviously Contra, um, like she's doing her whole alternative thing now. So mm. she's really found this is like, that's her niche. That's what she loves. And it's like really cool because, yeah. it's, you know, everyone's everyone's doing their own things and finding stuff. And I, cause I got to judge, I think, Pop Princess, not Pop Princess, sorry, Pop Royalty Six. Mm. And I think, ah, oh, I can't even remember who won that season. I was only there for week one as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know that I'm trying to even remember the cast. I think it was. Serenity, Jason, Cindy. Oh, I'm terrible. I'm so sorry, girls. No, no, it's okay. I think we get. Did Ren win? Did Serenity win that one? All right, I think it was. Um, I'm, she's won one of them. I, I think. Oh, what was no name? one fact check us right now. We've already yeah. moved on. I know that she isn't on the scene much, the girl that won. I okay. can't remember her name. Well, okay, so season six, you got to judge. Week, yeah. What was week one? Do you remember? Week one, maybe musical theater. <laughs> this is going nowhere yeah. really fast. <laughs> this is I, the can we remember yeah. shit. I remember who I was judging with. I was judging, <laughs> judging with Cougar and Sassy and oh, Tracy. Oh, great, great judging um, panel. Yeah. We, <laughs> no, it wasn't Tracy. Sorry, it was Cougar, Cougar Sassy and Sugar. Oh, fab. Yeah. Yeah, and we looked amazing. We were lovely. <laughs> I love the photos. <laughs> There's another example yeah. of um of burlesque and drag mixing as well, because yeah. uh, Sugar is obviously very iconic for doing both of the like running in both those worlds quite like frequently, which is really cool. Um, a new, which is a more more new, newer, newer. More new? New wave? New wave, yeah. new vogue yeah. <laughs> <laughs> type of thing that's happening, which is super awesome and cool. Um, can we expect to see harvest, no pressure, but also you're going to come back in some flats and look really cute? 
I, I hope so. The, 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 the plan is like 2024 because obviously I'm still recovering from my surgery. I haven't put on a pair of heels, but the fact I can like wear shoes that mm-hmm. aren't, you know, Birkenstocks at the moment, which is <laughs> lovely. Harvest the Birkenstocks. <laughs> literally. Oh. <laughs> Like, when I was still living in Northbridge, if I did a shift at Connie's, I was on the door. Yeah. I, was, I was in Birkenstocks. Yeah. I was behind that bench. Hello, you can't yeah. see me. <laughs> Literally, you can't see me. I'm like, I am working, wearing Birkenstocks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's nothing you can say or do that will change my mind. You don't have to get out from behind that bench. That yeah. bench goes to the floor and round the sides. You don't have to move anywhere. Exactly. And yeah. then I'm like, you know, I don't think security would have allowed me anyway. I'm like, you're wearing an open-toed shoe. Oh, is, that, is that a thing? Yeah, okay. No, I can't, I'm not allowed here. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Steel caps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. Back in the day, like, what is it? Doc Martens? Oh, yes. I, security guys have no idea what Doc Martens are. No. No idea. No, they like, just a leather shoe. Yeah, literally. They're like, is that a steel cap? I'm like, it's a Doc yeah, I'm it's like, a steel cap got, boot. No. I thought that this would be really camp to like wear like four kilos of weight on my feet. Actually, oh, I used to, I just had to, amount of security guards, I'm like, step on my toes. Like, step on my foot. I'm <laughs> step like, on me, but they for didn't science. Me. They didn't believe me. I'm like, trying to go to like bloody Paramount or whatever when I'm like 18. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, I'm still, I'm like, no, yeah. step on my foot. They are. Doc Martin boots. Oh, like, what is wrong they with you? Fashion shutter. Literally. Oh my god. Wearing a That's singlet. Really you're aggressive. Oh, I'm like <laughs> me. <laughs> me aggressive. Wow. Okay. Maybe you should like learn different methods of stereotyping. Like, okay, cool. I'll just go put on my jacket. And yeah. Now you can let me in. In the car. Put on the jacket in the car. Exactly. Because we can do that. That's yeah. pretty cool. And now you can let me in. <laughs> um, we've actually run out of time, which is, I think. Really upsetting, actually, because I could talk to you for hours and hours oh, and hours. Um, but would you like to direct people to social media platforms or, you know, your house? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Come to my house. Um, uh, you can. I'm not really that Everyone's active like, on well, social media. Ew, no, I'm not yeah. going. <laughs> Look, if you wanted to see my doll collection, you'd make the trip. Like, <laughs> I'd make the trip. Um, you can find me on Instagram at harvest underscore Bois. So H-A-R-V-E-S-T underscore D-U-B. O-I-S. Um, I'm not very active, but I do paste some funny things on my story every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you'll find that link in the show notes today. And as always, if you like this podcast, you can rate, review, subscribe on whatever app you're listening to right now, or send us a question, waexposepod at gmail.com. And we'll ask our next amazing guest. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been so fun. Thank you so much for having me. WA Expose is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlett and M Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlett.com forward slash WA expose. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.